The autumn wind is a pirate. Welcome, Raider Nation, to the Raider Nation podcast. I'm your host, Raider Greg. Welcome to the show. And the Raiders blow, and I really mean the word blow, when I say they blew the home game against the Kansas City Chiefs, a certain chance to lead the division blown by this team. We're going to talk about that and more here on show 469. Well, before I start the show, I want to remind all of you that anyone that's going to the Jacksonville game should check out RaiderNationPodcast.com for the details on all the parties going down there in Jaguar Town. That's funny, but that's their that's their home. So we're visiting them, but the Raider Nation is a huge in Jacksonville. And if you don't check this out, you're going to miss out on some great times. So get on it, get on our site and get the details. All right, Raider Nation, on today's show, we will have Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch. Mark Davis is just blowing me away, and I'm sure you, with his buffoonery in Las Vegas. Uh, Lately, it's been really amazing circus, and we definitely got to hit on that because the drama is too much for my mama, and we'll hit on that. Also, the post-mortem for the Kansas City Chiefs at the Oakland Raiders. Yes, I said at our own house. Seems to me we have trouble at home. I don't get that. It's supposed to be an advantage. I guess we don't matter. I don't know what it is. We're going to hit on this game. It's disturbing, to say the least. We will do a short pregame for the Jaguars. They're not playing. They need to get better, and they will if the Raiders play the way they did at home last Sunday. Uh, Yeah, that in the bone line, there's a lot of people who are flipped the hell out. And I have to say that I agree. So let's get to it without any further ado. This will be, by the way, another sniffle cast. Yeah, I got back from Hawaii, got the flu, whatever. We got to keep moving forward, Raider Nation. All right, Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch. What a bunch of buffoons. So recently on my... Raider website, or the Raider website, that we all go to for our home-style news about our team, Mark puts up the buffoonery about thanking everyone while he spreads his butt cheeks and takes it hard for anybody who'll give him money to build a stadium, actually anybody outside of Oakland. And let's make that perfectly clear. Uh, The options here are there. But he doesn't care. And I'll tell you my opinion why that's the case. But in the huge fanfare of Vegas, uh, celebrities, mayors, you know, everybody that could possibly get their fingers in the frickin' pie, there's Mark. Yes, the small man at the big table. Um, Mo, as I like to call him. In the middle of it, telling, telling everyone Vegas, it, it's perfect for the Raiders. 
when just a few months ago, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm dedicated to Oakland. This buffoon has no business owning this franchise. He wouldn't make a pimple on the ass of his father. Now, I know Al Davis was no sweetheart. I know he was a businessman. But as a businessman, he could see clearly that this move would be, well, detrimental to this fan base. I don't know if it would make much difference to Al, but I think Mark is just a buffoon. He has to hire a bunch of people around him to make these decisions. He just has the ownership card. And let me get into that right now. Let me tell you who owns the team. His mom owns the damn team. Because if the team was passed to him, he'd have had to come up with $435 million at least in transfer taxes. That's the way it works, folks. That's what happened in Buffalo. The family had to sell the team because of the inheritance taxes. So here's Mark. And his mother, who's got to be 90-something by now, uh, and Mrs. Davis was always very sweet. She was a very sweet lady. She is a sweet lady. And I don't miss, wish any ill to her because uh, she put up with Al and Mark for so many years. But the team belongs to Mrs. Davis. It does not belong to Mark Davis. Let's get that straight first. This, I think, is the... The underlying hurry and rush and let's get something done by Mark before something unfortunately might happen to his mother, like has happened to my mother and my father. And they got older and passed on. And if if Mark's mother passes on, he can't do anything with the team. He can't even, you know, he can't do anything. He has to come up with the money first, the taxes first, then he can move the team. He can't move the team, then pay the taxes Ain't going to happen. But if he gets this deal in Vegas, he will have enough money then, I believe, by you know poaching on this one point whatever crazy billion dollar fiasco in the desert. Uh, he might be able to pay the taxes then. But even then, if he can't pay the taxes, he'll certainly make more money selling the team with a new stadium, no doubt. So... Libby, uh, Gibby, or Flaky Shaft, who's given the Raiders the shaft since she's walked into that office. Big mouth, no action, just like every other mayor in Oakland. Inept, perfectly inept, um, is not going to do shit. Uh, there are several other partnerships that have been mentioned. I don't see anything in paper. And quite honestly, I do feel in the heart of hearts that, well that if this money is passed and the money is there, that the Raiders are going to move. Now, we have to have the votes for the 32 other owners, and there has to be at least 24. And I do feel that Mark, like his father, will move the team regardless. I don't think he has to have the votes. I think he's going to want the votes, but he's going to tell those guys, just like his father did, if you don't vote for this, I'm going to move them anyway, and then I'll just see you in court, and it'll cost us both a lot of money and you're going to lose because the NFL lost this case clearly the last time Al moved. So Mark really has nothing holding him back from moving the team to Vegas. Um, that's my opinion. And I do think that if the money is there, the one thing that's going to hold him back is he doesn't have $500 million. He's going to have to get a huge loan from someone, I don't know who, or he's going to have to sell the franchise or a huge part of it to somebody else. However he comes up with this money, the NFL's not going to give it to him if they don't agree on moving the team. 
I don't see the NFL owners wanting to see their players fly into Vegas um, on a sun on a Saturday to party all night and play the Raiders on Sunday. I, I just don't see that happening. But stranger things have happened. Mark Davis is in the meeting as we speak, laying down the foundation of the Raiders' relocation to Las Vegas. That's reality, and I know most of the East Bay and the majority of the fans don't want to hear that. We cover breaking news in the story here. We'll find out what's happening. There are some people throughout the league, including ProFootballTalk.com, that are breaking down the numbers, television market size, and the difference between the East Bay and Las Vegas. Believe me, this move for the Raiders, if they end up moving to Las Vegas, which is not a slam dunk, has nothing to do with television size. Zero. Everybody knows, a four-year-old knows there's more TVs and a larger population in the East Bay. That's not the point. The point is, is that the state of Nevada came up with $750 million free dollars for the Raiders to move into a Shangri-La new stadium, and Oakland has nothing on the table. As Mark Davis is in the room now, behind closed doors, Libby Shaft and the city of Oakland has nothing with a capital N lined up and ready to go. And maybe they don't need to. Maybe this is going to stall out for another nine months to a year. The vote's going to be there. Davis might not have enough votes, and he'll have to go rogue and leave the way Al Davis did. Maybe he gets the votes or not. It's too early to tell. But I'll cover that story for you every day if you want to. And if there's developing news, Anna will have it for us uh, when it breaks here, when this meeting wraps up here. So we'll talk about that. I do know this. Mark is a flake. He's such a flake. Don't believe anything he says. You know, he's gone from one end to the other. Uh, Raider Nation has had enough of this buffoonery. I, for one, as a fan, would love to have someone buy this franchise from him and kick his goat-smelling ass out of the situation so that we have working capital, we have ownership that's focused on winning, and we have a different attitude in the office not this laissez-faire little boy at the big table attitude. Someone who will fight the NFL, stand up like Al did, and and do what's right for the fans. Now, it could be a pipe dream, but that's my desire. But trust me, if something happens, heaven forbid, to Mrs. Davis, Mark Davis is going to be in a big, big hole, and I don't think he can get out of it. I think he'll be forced to sell the team, And that would be great for the rest of the Raider Nation here in Oakland because they'll have to stay here. And that's my opinion on the whole thing. Now, my wife doesn't think it's going to happen because she doesn't think the NFL owners are going to vote. But like I said, Alice moved the team before and not lost the lawsuit. So I don't see see much hope in the Raiders staying in Oakland. The funniest thing I ever heard from Mark Davis was that Oh, we're going to be in Oakland for a couple of years while we build our stadium. You know, we'll throw some some bones to those fans out there. And then he's going to give us a big finger and tell us to all fuck off. Because he don't give a shit about the Oakland fan. He's not trying to gain our confidence or anything else. He's lied to us from the beginning. And he'll continue to lie whatever it takes to get this team somewhere else, anywhere that someone else will foot the bill for a stadium where it's easiest That is Mark, easiest. Let me just say another thing. You know, did you ever see Mark Davis sit next to his father at a game? I have never 
in every game that I have ever attended, seen Mark Davis with his father in the booth ever. Jim Otto. Um, I've seen other quarterbacks, Jim Plunkett. I've seen other Raider greats there with his father, but Mark Davis was watching basketball and hoping to buy a basketball team. That was what he asked years ago before his father passed away. He wanted to buy a basketball team. He wanted to buy the Warriors. He is a Lakers season ticket holder. This will give you a perfect clue on this idiot. Long story short, Mark Davis was never close to his father. He never got any advice from his father. His mother is driving this one. And trust me on this. He's a horrible owner. I wish and hope and pray that he is forced to sell this franchise to someone who has a brain. That's for sure. And that is all I have to say about that. All right, time for the Bozcane. Now let's call this the post-mortem. Oh, 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 oh. <coughs> that's because we choked. You know, on this beautiful Sunday, not really, huge storm, huge rain, cold. You know, it's funny. It reminds me of the game we played against Kansas City uh, the year we went to the Super Bowl. We kicked their ass. You know what we did? Uh, anybody who was there, or you can look this up, we ran the ball down the middle, down their face, all the way down the field, all game long, and the score was 24-0 to because our defense functioned, for crying out loud. But we kept the ball on the ground with the big boy, Wheatley, and then throwing Garner in occasionally for a scat. That was the way we won the game. I don't even think we throw 10 passes that game. So this game, reminiscent of the very same game in 2002, my expectations were we would run the ball on these guys, a pass to the West Coast offense like we did before, occasionally get that ball out there, and uh, we got to pound the rock. We got to pound it up the middle because this is the conditions of football. If you have Jerome Bettis or you have Darren Sproles and you, it's third and two and you're playing in a muddy field, who are you giving the ball to, Jerome or Sproles? Bettis. Thank you. <laughs> and that's what we're trying to talk. That's why he's talking about attacks. You have Alawala, who's 6'2", 240, 50 pounds, who's a straight-ahead guy, are you going to go with guys that are stud of jitterbugs that ain't going to have good foot, footing, that can't move the pal because you want to talk about yak yards? Everyone in the world besides Musgrave, which is the shittiest fucking offensive coordinator I have ever seen. He has a handful of gold, and he uses it like a handful of shit. Unbelievable ineptness from this coach who tries to overthink things, and I just don't get it. He is a yak. Yak, 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 yak. He's a yak coach. Yards after catch. He's an idiot. Who in his right mind would continue to pass the ball all over the field when it's raining like cats and dogs? I mean, we did have some good passes. Amari Cooper did great. You know what? Where was number 15? 
The crab was nowhere to be had. He couldn't cut. He couldn't get free of his defender because of the conditions. Now, it was great that Cooper caught all those balls, but in concordance with those catches, you must pound the rock. I'm not talking about Lily walking and dancing and trancing your way through the line. I'm talking about ripping somebody's throat out and running right through their face. That did not happen, and I blame the shitty-ass offensive coordinator for this buffoonery. After the first drive of the game, which actually looked pretty promising, I was hoping that once we scored, we would be able to score maybe again and then just keep on the ground and keep the rock and, and manage the clock. Well, in true Reed f- fashion, I mean, this is the Kansas City Chiefs coach that is now 16-2 and after the bye week. You mean to tell me that the Raiders coaches getting paid millions of dollars didn't figure this one out? Musgrave and Norton are two of the biggest buffoons in the league. Norton's defense does not fit this team. And and let me just say this. We have awesome talent. This is why we are all so excited. The Raider Nation is excited not because we won a few games. They're excited because of the potential, where we can go. Look at the talent. We have great talent on this team. It is being misused every game. 444.8 yards per game the Raiders are giving up, which is dead last in the NFL. If we have to point fingers, are we looking at players? We're looking at coaches? Because I'm doing the postgame show. It's just all about Ken Norton. It's all about the deal. Man, who, who do we point the finger at when you look at how bad this defense is? Well, you know, I think uh, after the game, I like that Jack took accountability. We got outcoached. And I like that. But now you got to do something about it. And, you know, the last time that the defense really stunk it up, they came back and they played better. Well, what we need to have is a really strong performance. This is one of those, and, and I may have this wrong, but there may be a little too much feel-good stuff going on. And the, you got to have that balance of fear and passion. And that balance to where the fear of Jack wanting to stick a pitchfork up your you-know-what in practice and getting after them and bring it together and having that, yeah, we're, we're going to get this done. Way to go, guys, versus you guys sucked and get your ass in gear. You know, and, and balancing that out, you have to – he has to be a psychologist. Yeah. And right now – what we get on Sunday against the Jacksonville Jaguars, I think is going to tell a lot about this football team and a lot about Jack Del Rio. Two teams that are fighting, trying to find their way. This Jacksonville Jaguars came in early this year. People said, hey, this is a team that's getting ready to turn. The Raiders said this team is getting ready to turn. I just need to know, Bill, who's really calling the place? Because I saw Jack with the headphones. I saw him on the sideline and didn't really see Ken Norton doing a lot. Who's calling the place right now defensively? Well, he made it clear after the game that, you know, Kenny's got the call and it's his. Um, but I think he needs to step in. It's getting to that point where you put a lot of money on this defense. 
You know, you spend a lot of money bringing talent in, and you're not getting what you need out of them. And something has to change because we just can't accept, Jack can't accept that he's got some talented football players on defense, and his defense is last in the NFL. Quite frankly, at this part of the season, I was hoping that thing would make a change. This was the game that the coach should have gone in there and said to the coaching staff, if we don't win this fucking game, you're going to get a pink slip at the end of the year. Right now. Coach Del Rio's got to put a foot up for someone's ass here, and his staff is the one to blame for this game. I believe Sean Smith... Should have been chewed out the first time he missed the gap. He goes inside, gets walled in, and they ran outside on us all day long. We were just like spreading the legs, baby. Let's just take it right now. Unbelievable lack of defense again. Last in run defense. I think we're 27th in pass defense. Neither one of those numbers are going to get us anywhere, folks. As hopeful as I thought after game four, I thought we had figured it out. Our defense started looking smarter. They were hitting the gaps. And this game took us all the way back to the beginning of the year. It looked like the first game of the season. It looked like the Atlanta game. And I'll tell you that I was just blown away at the lack of change in scheme. I I know Musgrave... He's got to be some super scientist, but he's an idiot. He does not use the players he have. I would take Azawali, the big bruiser, the guy that's first in goal at the four-yard line. We just power him through. Why did not? We didn't use him one freaking time. Not one. Is he injured? No. Is he hurt? No. Is he suspended? No. He's standing on the sidelines waiting to be called in. Never. Musgrave's an idiot. This is the kind of guy you need to run the ball. You need to pound the ball and pound the ball and pound the ball in the rain. Now, if we would have lost but had great effort and, you know, come up to the, the wire and lost because we looked good, we were rhythmic, but we couldn't quite get it, okay. But we are not using our players, folks. We're not using our offensive players and certainly not using our defensive players. Bruce Irvin is not an outside linebacker. He is as slow as me. I mean, I couldn't catch the edge. There's no way. And neither can he. He's not the same player he was in Seattle. He's eight steps slower. He's bigger. He's stronger. He wants to call himself a defensive end. Not. He is not an outside linebacker. He's not a defensive end. I don't know what they're going to use him for, but he is not the player we asked for. Sean Smith, out of position. I knew the game was over. Third quarter, Kansas City had the ball, and they do, they do an off-tackle play, and they pick up 45 yards. Was that the one on the, the left? Run? On, on the, the left. Where the run? The left. Offensive left? Yep. No, the offensive left. Yeah, yeah you, know, you know yeah, who? Sean Smith. Sean Smith That's was, was the force. Um, so here's the thing. You had cornerback down playing force you see the safety they're playing single high safety the safety comes in inverts into the line sean smith pulls a play outside you're taught in elementary you keep your outside shoulder free 
Sean, he sees the play, and it's an off tackle. He jumps inside. He gets reached. Outside, run the backs, press the hole, and bounces outside, and he picks up 43 yards. That is a two-yard run, and that's what you're talking about. Put eight guys in the box. They had eight, nine guys in the box. Sean Smith keeps his outside shoulder free and get up the field. The running back now has to put his foot in the dirt and get up field and run to where the safety is and come to where the pursuit. That play right there is indicative of what's going on with the Raiders. That's attention to detail. My rookie year, coach my rookie year done. I got benched. I started as a rookie. Third game of the year against Atlanta Falcons. I got benched because I got caught peeking inside and it bounced out twice on me. That was George Seifert's mentality. You're going to do that? I'm I'm going to bench your ass. Can't win doing that. Can't you can't win. win. That, that, that you got to have 11 guys taking care of their responsibility. And you see by a guy not having correct leverage in Sean Smith so what much. that did to the football team. It's the football hour here on 95.7 The Game. Bill Romanowski, Lorenzo Neal, Townie and Steiny, and for Greg Papa, who is on vacation. And and here, let me just get this off my chest now because I'm a little furious, as you could tell. Why the hell do we have such a hard time at home? Why does Derek Carr look like a deer in the headlights in his own house? The minute he flies to another stadium, he looks like freaking Superman. And this game, he sucked. Very poor decision making. Horror. How do you throw the ball off the back foot? I mean, these are basic mistakes that cost you games. This game... He played like shit. And I don't understand why he can't run three yards for a first down. Why can't he just... It's it's third and five. There's a 25-yard open space. All he has to do is run to five yards and lay down. He couldn't do that? These are the problems with their car, his decision-making. He thinks too much because the idiot that's coaching him, Muskrat... I'm going to start calling him that. From now on, Muskrat is calling these shitty plays. Oh, don't run the ball. Oh, we're going to get that ball out there. Bullshit. It's raining. The field is terrible. Everybody was slipping all over the place. Well, here's a question I have. Andy Reid's 16-2 and two after the bye. So you're saying you wanted to see him attack, attack, attack. When a... When one coaching staff theoretically has the other coaching staff off balance, can you attack, attack, No, attack? but when I say attack, it's the mindset going into the game. It's knowing you got, like I said, knowing you got a chance to be on top of the mountain. And that's where you have 50 guys going after the blood, you know, like sharks going after chum. And, and you just know when a team is out there and they're going after somebody because there's a different energy about it. I saw a team that really, it, it was almost like they they didn't want to be playing in the rain. You cannot make cuts as a wide receiver. I mean, Mark Cooper was awesome. I can't believe how many balls he caught for the yards he caught because it's just unheard of in the rain like that. You just don't get that kind of traction but instead of using that to our advantage and running the ball with the biggest player we have as far as a running back goes woeful failure on the coaching staff so the offense which needs to put up at least 30 every game because our defense blows 
I'm telling you, they're the worst in the division and they're the worst in the league. Uh, Newsflash, Raider Nation, we're not going fucking anywhere. We will be lucky to win seven games. If we saw a playoff game, it would be an embarrassment because we don't have a team that can stop anyone. Here's another thing, guys, is I don't know if I know who we are on offense or defense. I I definitely don't know on defense. (laughs) Okay, 100% have no clue of what we are. It's like, you know, usually when you're not very good, you try to be at least good at one thing. We're going to stop the run. And we're going to be in an eight-man box. And, hey, we may give up some passing yards, but... Or you're going to play a seven-man box, and we're going to stop the pass. We're not stopping either. And to me, give me one. Hold your hold your hat and say, okay, you're going to have to throw the football today because, Chiefs, good luck. We're putting eight in the box, and you're not going to be able to run against us. And then on offense... Um, I'm not, I don't know exactly who we are. I guess we're a passing football team that tries to mix up the run a little bit. Mix in the run, I should say. I knew three three points in the last 57 minutes of that game. Yeah. Let me just tell you this too. They've been trying to hide our weaknesses with scheme and this and that and flash. It's not hidden folks. Every other team in the league has seen enough of the Raiders to just beat the living shit out of us at, at this point. So let's go to Norton now on the defensive side of the ball. Absolute lack of gap control completely walled off a million times. I mean, the Chiefs aren't a bad team. They're a good football team, but we're a better team. We're a better football team. We have better players. We have better offensive line. Alex Smith was Mr. Cool, Calm, and Collective, while Derek Carr, in his own frickin' house, looked like a fucking spaz. I am sick to death of seeing Derek Carr fold at home. He looks like shit. And, you know, this whole crowning of him as our franchise guy, well, you know what, I'm going to hold that back, because I just don't think, unless he changes his, his thing... You know, maybe he is. Maybe he needs a better coach. But his decisions on the field are ridiculously lame. And in this game, it was the lamest of all. So, in closing, Ken Norton needs to go back to linebacker's coach because he just does not have the smarts for the defense. Uh, I do think that both the offensive coordinator and defense coordinator should get up in the ass of these players because they played in Oakland like they were afraid. This I've seen more than once at home. I'm sick of seeing it. This is a game that could have changed the entire spectrum for the Raiders. And we woefully fell super short. This is a game that could have put us on top of the division solidly. And everyone would have been chasing us. But no, no, we were playing at home. All the hope I could possibly have of a home game is dashed with the Raiders. Now when they play at home, I'm thinking, oh no, they're not playing at they're playing at home. Oh no. They're not gonna do any good because it is a fucking spaz fest at home. I've had it. 
So on that, uh, Ken Norton, you're fired. Muskrat, you are so fired. You're the worst offensive coordinator I have ever fucking seen. I can tell you my daughter of 20 could have called a better game than you. I can tell you for sure the rest of the Raider Nation would have called a better game. I don't know what the hell you're thinking, bro. But Muskrat, you suck. And that is all I have to say about that. No, it's not. It's not all I have to say because I'm still pissed off about this defense. Let me just say this. When you watch the Chiefs and all these oddball formations that they've never seen, because this is what happens after the bye week, Andy Reid's really good at, at this. What difference does it make where they run around to to where your gap and your responsibility is? Every single time the defense got up to the line, they're all looking at each other like they don't know what they're supposed to do. Now, what does that say to you? It tells me that they have no coaching staff that's focusing on the things that they need to get done. Now, I love Jack Del Rio. I don't want to see him go anywhere. And in that case, I think he should fire both these idiots and get a real staff. I think he should be looking for replacements today on both these idiots. Because until we can use the players we have, which are great talents, we spent a shitload of money on our defense. And what do we have to show for it? Less than last year. That's not acceptable to me as a fan. It should not be acceptable to the staff or certainly the owner. And it shouldn't be acceptable to you. I am just blown away on how confused our defense looked. I, I, it is absolutely a joke. We are the joke of defenses in the entire NFL. That's for sure. We're going to have to own this one. And uh, if they haven't heard it yet, they're going to hear it loud and clear every game if they continue this buffoonery. 450 yards, a game given up, the most in the NFL for a shitty-ass defense that spent way too much money for nothing. Now that is all I have to say about that. All right, let's go up on a happier note. Let's do a pregame for the Jaguars. That seems to be the best place we play this season. Raiders are traveling to the Jacksonville Jaguars to play there. And, of course, the Jaguars are favored because these two teams are very similar in the way they're playing. Now, Jacksonville has lost to the Packers, the Chargers, and the Ravens. The Chargers and the Ravens 
the Chargers slapped them bad. The Ravens and the Packers were very close games. Their defense is ranked pretty good. 13th against the run, but they're 31st against the pass. What does that say to the Oakland Raiders? We should be able to demolish these guys. Our pass attack should destroy Jacksonville. Yes, it should. Uh, They're very strong against the run, and they're not very good against the pass. We are not very good against the run or the pass, which is kind of a mystery to me, but let's not get into that. Blake Bortles in the same draft class as Derek Carr. It's kind of like a draft class uh, thing. I'm hoping that Carr will come out and do what he does when he's away from Oakland and put the ball spot on. I know he was pissed about this last game. He's depressed about his performance. He's got to shake it off and get on into the little kitty country and make it happen. Jacksonville spent a bazillion dollars on their defense, and it seems to start to change. I think their defense has improved every game, and I believe they're looking to get better uh, versus Oakland this next Sunday. They're not afraid of the Raiders. I can tell you right now, because of the way we play at home, I don't know too many teams that are fearful of us, which is a shame because I was hoping that would be the case. But the Jacksonville Jaguars are not a bad franchise. They're not a bad team, um, and they're well coached. I believe if our coaching staff can do a halfway decent job, we can win this game. If Musgrave can actually not outsmart himself, you know, I I could see him doing this. I could see Musgrave running the ball all day against the best running defense, you know, and that's a better running defense and not passing very much. This is his M.O. Muskrat is, well, he is what he is. Uh, Now, Norton... I hope has been relieved of his duties already, and I hope that Del Rio has taken over the defense and put a a foot in their ass and told them they got to get it done. Because the whole holding hands singing kubaya with Coach Norton ain't working for us. Now the Raiders are going to stay there for 10 days and then play Tampa Bay, which is yet another team that could hurt you bad. You know, I was thinking this would be a good Two-game wins, we'd be able to pull these wins together. Uh, of course, I thought last week would win as well, but um, we're four and two. Uh, we lose one of these games, we'll be five and three. Uh, we don't need those numbers. We need to continue to get the W's in order to move forward. And I'm very, very shaky about this game. We should beat them, and we should have beat the Chiefs. But I just have no faith in our coaching staff at all. Other than Del Rio, who can't do everything, um, our staff is lame. Uh, Mike Tice better get these this offensive line moving. Because for such a daunted line, last Sunday, we were moving backwards all game, along with our defense moving backwards all game. This is a game that is winnable. And I hate to use that term, but it is. We should win it. We must win it. I think if we win these two games, maybe, perhaps, perhaps, we can work into some momentum. But I am very doubtful because of our staff and the way our team has been playing. However, it is a way. We play better away. Don't ask me why. 
There's no reason for it. It is what it is. Now, we have a much better special teams and field position could make or break this game. The Jacksonville Jaguars are no slouch. They are going to hope to get better on the Raiders and improve in their division. They are an AFC opponent, and I expect them to give us everything they got. So, as far as I'm concerned, we should win this game. You guys know we all thought we could win both these games. I'm highly doubtful. Uh, If their defense starts to click as far as the passing game, we're going to be stuffed. And uh, they can get after the quarterback, too. Trust me, uh, they got the players to do it. Our offensive line better be crisp and ready to play. I'm not giving up on our run game. I hope Murray gets back soon. We need, as much as I give him shit, with these two small running backs, we're not making any headway. I don't know if it's more them or the line. I, I, you know, I think teams, like I said, are scheming for us. They see what we do. They're sealing these, these runs off. And because, you know, we're not getting any change from Muskrat. Oh, God, I cannot even believe we have so much talent and such a lame-ass coach. I'm so disappointed in this guy. I was hoping that we would open up the playbook and have some great plays, but as far as I can see, it is the same bad call after bad call. Cooper got to keep his feet inbounds. He did better this game. Uh, Crabtree will play better because the surface will be better. And I think the whole team might play better because it'll be warmer and not rainy. I mean, that sounds so stupid. Why can't we win at home? It's ridiculous. This is a game that the Raiders have to win because of how poorly they played at home against Kansas City. They got dominated by Kansas City. They got beat on the offensive line, on the defensive line. The linebackers were exposed. The secondary was exposed. They couldn't run the ball. And our friend, the quarterback, had his worst game of the year. Did I leave anything out? Oh, and Andy Reid outcoached the Raider coaching staff. There you go. So I so I got it all right here. So now we got to figure out how the Raiders are going to beat Jacksonville, an inferior team that has some playmakers and should cause concern for the global Raider nation. Now the offense needs to start fast. They got to make plays early. Can we wait? make up our mind here? Is it attack, attack, attack like against Kansas City where the Raiders went no huddle and scored easily in a rainstorm? Or are the Raiders reading their press releases and know that they have to establish the run? This game is critical for the offensive line. Where is KO? Where is Hudson? Where is Gabe Jackson? These guys got to get a push. They got to push downfield and open up holes to establish the running game. And the pass protection needs to be solid because Jacksonville has got fast, young players with fresh legs that want to come off the edge. Derek Carr needs to lead this team to touchdowns, not field goals. Now, for the Raiders, they can't win both games in Florida on Sunday. They got to completely focus on the Jacksonville Jaguars. The defense needs to pressure Blake Bortles because he's a statue. He doesn't move. All he does is fade back five to seven steps, and he throws bombs downfield. 
you've got to limit the defense big plays from Bortles because they got wide receivers who will expose the Raider defense. If the Raider defense gets beat, they got to move on to the next play. You got to fight through the adversity here. Can't dwell on any mistakes. Because this is a team that's going to beat the Raiders downfield, and they're going to find success at points in this game. So the defense has to play sharp. And Marquette King, yes, my friend, number seven, King, needs to play big. He's got to put the Jaguars in a hole. Make their offense have to drive the length of the field. The Raiders are the 4-2 and two team coming in. Better than the Jaguars. Build on what got the silver and black to this spot and go out and win the game. Do whatever it takes to win. This is the biggest game of the year to date and could define the season for the silver and black. Because if you can't beat Jacksonville, you're probably not going to the playoffs. So that's my game plan. I want to hear yours, 888-957-9570. It's a game that when the schedule came out, I expected the Raiders to win the game, but they're going to have to play better because Jacksonville's coming off a win, the Raiders are coming off a loss, and the Raiders need a confidence builder here, and there's going to be some adversity playing on the road. Beat Jacksonville and then get ready for Tampa Bay, but forget about Tampa Bay. Just concentrate on Jacksonville and what it will take. And uh, if the Raiders don't win this game, it's going to get chippy around here. It's going to get tight around here quickly. There's going to be a big change. But I like the fact that the Raiders are 4-2 and two and put themselves in a position where all these games aren't must-win games because they got off to a pretty good start. I'm hoping for a win. I'm not expecting one in Jacksonville. Uh, don't get your hopes up, but uh, have a good time because the Raiders need a lot of help. And for once, it's not really on the, all the players I think the coaching staff, they better go get Mark Trestman. He would be perfect for this offense. He would use and abuse other teams like nobody's business. They should fire Musgrave, man. He sucks ass. So let's hope we can win. That's all I can say. Uh, it's a good matchup. They're very matchable teams. It should be a close game. Um, we have to win with our offense. We're certainly not going to win with our defense. So, Derek, you got to get out there and put the, the points up there, bro. Uh, Derek and company on the offense must win our games this whole season. So if we can't move the ball, if we can't put points ahead early, if we play from behind, well, we get what we get. We must put our foot on their throat early and put points up so that they're struggling to keep up. That is the only way we're going to win games. I don't see any other way because our defense is so inept. Thank God we have Marquette King and a good special team squad. That will help us out as well. Uh, I'm looking for a 30-point score for the Raiders. And I'm hoping uh, 23 for the Jaguars, because they can do it. It's going to be close. going to be a nail-biter. Everybody grab your antacids and your high blood pressure medicines. You're going to need them for Sunday's game. I sure hope we win, but at this point in the season, looking at what we've done, it's uh, it's a tragedy that we have so much talent and such lame-ass coaches, and that is all I have to say about that. 
All right, Raider Nation, it is time for you to voice your lovely opinion, and I can hardly wait on this game. The bone line is up. Get on it. If you need to vent, please call in. I know how you feel. Trust me, that's why I do this show. All right, who's the first caller on the show? All right, we have Raider Calvin calling from Sin City. That's right, Las Vegas. Let's hear what you got, bro. Raider Greg, Calvin in Vegas. Been here my whole life, 51 years. Been a fan for 41. Raiders coming to Vegas, been watching it closely. It's a funny deal. A lot of money to those rich people. But it looks like they're coming. Half game in first, can't believe it. We'll get a little louder and stronger as the year goes on. First time caller. Been listening to you for eight years, I think. Love the podcast. Keep it up, brother. We'll stay in touch. Raiders. Well, thank you for the call, brother. And it's nice to hear from the Raider uh, Nation in Vegas. And let me just say this right now since I'm here. There's no Vegas against Oakland. You know, I've seen this on Facebook. It's harsh shit. We're all fans of the Raiders. Uh, It's sad that they're leaving Oakland. But this fine fan right here, uh, he's been following this team. He's probably come to Oakland a few times. He's probably... A great fan, just like the fans in Minneapolis, the fans in Canada and South America and Europe and everywhere else. All Raider Nation. Now, if the Raiders move to Vegas, let's not slit our throats. You know, we're going to watch the team. We're probably going to go see them there. But um, it is a shame that this town, Oakland, has been beaten, abused, and used by the Davis family uh, and... That is all I have to say about that. Thank you for the call, brother. And thank you also for not saying anything about the Oakland fan, because I've seen enough of that. Thanks for the call, bro. And our next caller is Dre Day Raider out of Kern County. What's happening, brother? First time caller? Let it out, bro. You know, what up, Raider Greg? It's your boy, Dre Day Raider. Long-time listener, first-time caller, coming straight out of Kern County. Yo, just want to let you guys know, first and foremost, gracias from the bottom of our hearts. Raider fans, really appreciate you guys' hard work and all the preparation you put into this. Yo, with that being said, go Raiders. Number one, first place. You feel me? They can't take that away from us. Yo, the offense is firing on all cylinders. It's going great. The defense is going to get together. I'm not worried about it because every week they're showing that they can bend but not break. And the fact of the matter is, guys are just going to get better. Khalil Mack is a slow starter. Everybody knows this. It ain't no secret, but he's going to get his. And um, I ain't worried about it. We're first place right now, and I say we can hold tight to it. we got a division game this week. We're going to smash these fools and keep going. Not worried about it. And a lot of people are hating on us. They're going to say that we're going to crumble because we've been getting a lot of breaks going our way. But we're learning how to win. Last year, we learned how to compete, stay in games. This year, we know how to win. And trust me, it's nothing but arrows pointed up. That's what's happening. I'm out. Take it easy. Thank you for all the hard work, Greg. Greg. Well, first of all, thank you for the props, brother. I appreciate it. I feel it, man. I feel what you're saying about our show and 
Well, that's why we do it. We do it uh, so you guys have a voice. Yeah, the defense, bro, we're giving up 450 yards a game. It hasn't stopped. People are gashing us. People are passing on us. You know, you can't go to the you can't go to any championship with that kind of defense. No one has in the history of the league ever. We need so much improvement on defense. I don't even know where it's going to come from. I just don't think they're coached well. I think uh, we got the players. We just don't have the coaches, brother. And we got our ass kicked, literally, at home, again. Can't have that. Championships teams, they don't do that. Championships teams are consistent. We are so inconsistent, bro. Uh, I'm worried. Uh, I'm I'm glad you're not worried, but I'm consistently worried uh, after every contest watching how the buffoonery on the defense and the offense, quite frankly, uh, we're a much better team than what we're showing, but uh, it is what it is, bro. Thank you again for your props, man. I appreciate it. And our next caller is a very special caller. Uh, this is Little Raider 916. What you got, Padna? This is Little Raider 916. Beat, beat the Chiefs. Go Raiders. There's where the passion starts, Raider Nation. It starts at the youth of the Raider Nation. All my children, same way from when they were little, slapping on that silver and black. Even though we've been in the toilet, they wear it, they're proud of it, and they stand tall no matter what. Raider Nation is strong. Little man, you're going to see this team go to the Super Bowl in your lifetime. That I can tell you uh, because we are improving and I appreciate that call, man. You are truly Raider Nation. Our next caller, and little Raider, you don't listen to this one, but uh, is my good brother C Money. Um, he's got an opinion. I don't mind hearing it. Matter of fact, we got to give everybody a voice here, uh, and I got to agree with some of the things he's saying. What's up, man? Tell us what you got. Yo, what's up, Raider Greg, Raider Randy? It's your boy, C-Money, man. Just checking in. How you fellas doing, man? I don't know if you guys were at the game today, man, at the Kansas City game. Wet, raining. What a shitty game, man. Losing to a 2-2 two and two team, 23-10 to 10 in the third quarter with 534 left. I'm watching the game live right now. I can't believe our team, the coaching with Del Rio, he sucks, can't play call. This team looks lethargic, man. They look like shit. They do not look like a 4-1 team. I'm so disappointed in this game. I thought they would blow these guys out, go to 5-1, be the sole first place in the AFC West. What do they do? They come out playing like shit. This is an atrocity, man. This is sad. They get the chance to go up and be 5-1 and one at home. It's going to be their second home loss. And I'm calling it a loss because I, I know they're not going to beat Kansas City. I cannot believe a 2-2 two and two team comes into the black hole and beats us soundly. Jamal Childs, his first game back, and he's running all over our asses. Derek Carr sucks. He's a garbage quarterback. We got to get rid of him. Like I said before, Raider Greg, I say, I say maybe six, maybe seven wins this year. That's it. 
they won't do better than seven wins. I don't even think we'll get to eight and eight. I doubt it. But anyway, I got to go. It's your boy, C-Money. Talk to you guys again. I got to watch the rest of this wrestling game. All right, man, fellas. I'm out. Be safe. Well, you know, first of all, thanks for the call, brother, because, you know, much love to you, C-Money, because you are consistent in your opinions. And, you know, I'll tell you, Derek Carr in this game absolutely blew. Um, terrible decision-making. Now, I know some of this has got to be on the coaching staff. I, I can't believe that he's making these decisions. If he is, they should be chewing his ass out. But, uh, yeah, he's he needs to clean it up. He's his third year, man. He's got to clean it up. we got to start making some plays. He's got to make it better. Um, I'm glad we have him. He's the best quarterback we've had in a long time. Doesn't mean he's going to be the only one, but I hope he fixes this stuff, especially at home, because it is an embarrassment the way he plays in front of his home crowd, along with the rest of the buffoons. I, I don't get the hometown jitters at all, bro. Thank you for the call, brother. And our next caller is Rocky Mountain Raider out of Denver, Colorado. Hostile territory for sure, bro. Uh, they like to beat up on us quite frequently, fan-wise anyways. What's happening, man? What up, Raider Greg? It's Rocky Mountain Raider out here in Denver. Raider Randy, hope you're doing good. Third quarter, Chiefs of the Raiders. Six minutes left in the third, 23-10. Man, this defense better step up. I'm hoping I can... I'm hoping I can change their luck by calling in. That back foot car interception was brutal. Totally changed the fucking momentum. They did keep them out of the end zone that last drive, so that's a help. But figure it out. Wait. Well, first, thanks for the call, brother. And I, I think we all feel your frustration. The minute that that interception happened, uh, the entire balloon of air was let out. And the Raiders laid a big crap in the field and let the Chiefs go home. And, uh, you know, they're, they're two wins in the division. We're all one win, one loss. They keep winning games. We're going to go down. Uh, this team doesn't see the urgency for some reason. I don't get it. We do. But this game blew, bro. Uh, yeah, nothing changed. We went down in a ball of flames. Appreciate the call, bro. And our next caller is the RN Raider. That's registered nurse. Gotta love those guys. What's up, my brother? What up, Raider Greg, Raider Randy. This is the registered nurse Raider, RN Raider, a.k.a. Dude, this sucked. Uh, I had to turn off the game. I, I couldn't stand watching it anymore. I'm going to be real quick. Um, can't get too upset. We're four and two. Best start we've had in over a decade, but um, the defense is, it's just killing us, man. It's fucking killing us. And I can't take it anymore. They, Ken Norton's got to go. I, I hate mixing up the staff because that has been the Achilles heel for us as well as many other teams when you keep messing around with the coaching staff. But this guy just cannot get it done. We have too much star power on defense to be just last in the league. We couldn't stop a fucking nosebleed. Good God. I mean, I, don't, I think they, they punted once. 
but one time, maybe twice at the most, certainly not in the first half. I cannot, I can't take watching this kind of football. I mean, it, Derek Carr, I'm ready to call him the franchise guy. I, I, I think he's our man, but we are putting too much weight on this kid's shoulders, man. He cannot lift us out of every deficit. He's, he's really, really good, or he's becoming really good, but he, he's not that good yet. And he's been overcoming or overcompensating for the, the defense's deficits. This is bullshit, man. I'm so tired of watching the, the defense just get bashed every single week. I can't take it. We got a new one next week. See if we can get back on track. I think we're heading to Florida. Uh, yeah, man. Something's got to be done on D. Uh, this is bullshit. Hopefully I'm going to be feeling better next Sunday, but we'll see. Arn Raider out. No, my brother, you called it just like it, like you see it. I don't know about Derek Carr putting the team on his shoulders. Maybe that's his problem at home. He's so stressed about losing at home that he spazzes out. I don't think they should put all that on him. The defense, Ken Norton, blows. He has no adjustments, no solutions, uh, but he smiles and has a tough talk. Uh, That's not enough in a coach, bro. And Muskrat. He ain't much better. He's not giving Carr an opportunity to do the things he needs to do because he play, he calls plays that are so freaking lame. Our coaching staff sucks. We need to replace him. I don't care what it does to anybody on the team. We need to move on from these two fools, bro. Thanks for the call. Let me say this, my good brother, next caller is Raider Darren from Utah. I've been begging this guy to call for years, and he must be pretty pissed. I know he's at the game with his severed Kansas City Chiefs head. I love it. Uh, Shame that he had to see such an insanely inept game by our team. Raider Darren, bro, nice to hear from you. What do you got to say, my friend? Raider Greg, Raider Andy, uh, Raider Darren up here in Utah. You know, I don't call in very often. I like to listen a lot, though, but uh, somebody please fix our fucking defense. Please. Jesus Christ. Offense looked terrible today, but my hell. Help. That's all I have to say about that. Talk to you later. Man of few words. Man of good words, uh, yes, because he says it all, didn't take long, uh, pretty much summed up this game. Thank you for the call, brother. Sorry I missed you. Uh, I was just trying to stay warm in Kauai. <laughs> Thanks for the call, bro. And our next caller is Raider DJ in the house. Man, let it out, brother. What do you got? Raider Greg. Raider Randy, it's your boy, Raider DJ, calling in to give a few thoughts on this week's game. Well, we knew the Chiefs were a tough team. We knew we struggled against the Chiefs. Then the weather forecast came out. Rainy. Okay. Okay. Oh, we're at the Oakland Coliseum. You know, field doesn't drain too well. 
probably going to be a ground and pound type of football game, you know, type of thing that playoff teams and uh, Super Bowl teams, not to say anybody would say a Super Bowl, but, you know, we kind of all thought playoffs perform on. And overall, they come out, physically dominate people, and win the game. Spend all this money on the offensive line. Got no running game. We knew our running defense was going to be questionable going into today, as it has been all season long. Considering the weather and environment that we're going to be playing in, we knew it was going to be a lot of running. I thought they knew it would be a lot of running. Didn't seem ready for it. Uh, Second half, specifically, we got eight up on, not even by Jamal Charles, by the backup, which continues to prove that our front seven is struggling. We have, if you look at direct linebackers, take out Khalil Mack, take out Bruce Irvin, or leave Bruce Irvin if you want. We have probably the worst linebacking core in the NFL. We all knew middle linebacker was a knee going into the season. Didn't address until the sixth round. Corey James, good young player, a lot of energy, but I don't know if he's ready to start in the NFL at this point. Ben Heaney clearly saw he wasn't ready to start last year. But for whatever reason, we didn't address it. And it went in with him as a starter at middle linebacker going into the season this year. Clearly, that didn't work. And here we are with one of the statistically worst defensive performances in the NFL, week in and week out. So, to my point, who am I blame? Do I blame the players? Defensively, no. Our defensive roster is better than our defensive roster was last year. So, how are we worse? We look... Anytime we play a team with some offensive, uh, a little bit of mix it up, a little offensive, show them a new, show them something that they haven't seen on tape, we look completely unprepared. Chiefs continue to do a lot of pre-snap movement, as they always do, continue to do a lot of obscure offensive packages that we haven't seen, and we look lost. Um, I don't know if you saw the post game, but Jack Del Rio didn't seem too happy, and he generally will take much of the blame on his own shoulders, but it looks like he, when asked about the defensive play calling, he was quick to deflect Ken Norton. Rightfully so. But Jack Jarrio, you are a defensive coach, and you own that team, and that defense is on your shoulders. Andy Reid is an offensive coach. He owns the Chiefs offense, and they get it done. Somebody asked the other day, what does Jack Jarrio bring to the table? other than fourth down conversions that other coaches don't do. And I was kind of lost, you know. I think he's a good rah-rah guy. I think he has a lot of experience. I think he's a good leader of men. But as far as X's and O's, what does our coaching staff bring to the table? Greg Papa said on the post game, he thinks we have too many former players on the coaching staff, which is large in part due to Mark Davis, you know, his love and – He's basically a Raider fan that got anointed the team because his dad died. Um, all in all, it's okay. Four and two, we're in first place. Not Carr's best game. But it shouldn't come down to, is Derek Carr going to play like all pro today, yes or no? Because that's going to determine whether we win or lose. We need to be able to win some games without great performances from Carr. And also, last thing, I know how much you hate Latavius, 
but I think it's pretty clear that he's our best running back between the tackles, our best pass pro back, and potentially our best back catching the football out of the backfield because nobody else is going to be able to do it. All right. Way to Greg. Way to Randy. I'm going. Hope to see you guys Sunday night football after we go in and thank God we play the Jaguars next week and thank God we play the Tampa Bay the week after that. And thank God we're not at home because apparently we can't play well there either. Sunday night football coming up the week after that. I'll see you guys there. Fuck Las Vegas. Fuck the Chiefs. Stay in Oakland. And go Raiders. Now that was a freaking call. That was someone, you know, examining what is going on with this team. I love what you're saying. I'm feeling it. I think we all are. Uh, coaching staff is the issue, I think, here. I know we have players. I know we certainly needed a middle linebacker. We need linebackers, period. But we just couldn't seem to focus on that. I think they thought the front was going to be able to hold better, and they're not. Uh, Bruce Irvin was a humongous error. I think Smith is okay, but Irvin is a waste of money. Um, and the, I am happy that Del Rio pointed a finger at Norton because he has to hit the door because he ain't making it happen for this team. And as far as the Raider players on the payroll, Mark Davis is unbelievably inept. Horrible owner. Sell the team, Mark. We'll see about Vegas. Great call, though, bro. Thank you very much. And our next caller, a Raiderette to the core. This girl calling from Big Bear, California. Hey, man, the Raiderettes are always welcome here on the Raider Nation podcast. She is Raider Jane. What's up, girlfriend? Hi, guys. This is Raider Jane from Big Bear Lake, California, calling you on a Black Monday. Well, in an inevitable loss, um, I'm not surprised that we lost this game. Uh, considering, you know, Kansas City, their record coming off of buys, uh, and also because of their embarrassing primetime loss that they suffered right before their buy. And they're a good team. This was a super test for us. And I think it was a well-placed loss because, you know, even though we were winning, we were barely winning. And sometimes we didn't really win. They kind of lost the game on the other team for themselves. So we ended up winning. I think this was a well-placed loss because now we're forced to um, confront all of our our faults and, and try to right the ship. I mean, at this point, if we made it to the playoffs, we probably would embarrass ourselves um, against some of these super good teams. But, okay, we lost. We can fix it. Um, you know, we can um, – we're still tied for first place. I mean, this was definitely a loss that I think we kind of needed. But anyway, um, that's about all I have to say about that. On to Florida. Let's go Raider Nation, baby. 
Well, thank you very much. You know, I love that take. I love that take because it's fresh and it's from someone who knows what they're talking about. Now, I I don't think this is a well-placed loss for one thing. I got to disagree because we needed this win for the division. Um, And we have been playing sketchy all year. Uh, Perhaps it will be the igniter for the rest of the year. Perhaps it will. But I agree with you. Teams that go to the playoffs have a consistency about them. On defense, offense, sometimes both, you need to have a well-balanced team, and we do not. So let's see what happens in Florida. Uh, Who knows? Um, But if they don't get this stuff fixed, uh, well, they got to change the coaching staff. That's what I think. A few players and a great staff will make a huge difference in this team. I appreciate the call very much. Uh, It's nice and refreshing to hear from the Raiderettes out there. Thank you, girlfriend. And our next caller is sleepless in Korea. Well, I'd be sleepless after watching this game. What is happening, brother? What's up, Raider Greg? What's up, Raider Randy? Raider Nation? Sleepless in Korea? Hey, man, that shit was... Fucking disappointing, man. It's like the Raiders never showed up, man. It's like they just never showed up. They would have been. It was just fucking disheartening. Nobody played except Coop, and Coop only got the ball in that first half, and <coughs> that was pretty much it, man. It was a complete fucking fiasco on every side of the ball. The only bright spot was maybe Marquette King. Other than that, there wasn't shit. There's, there's nothing you can fucking take away from this game that shows anything positive, man. It was fucking horrible. Ken Norton should honestly be good as fucking gone, man. He should. If he hasn't been able to adapt right now, <clears throat> you know, and use the players that he has, you know, for the way that they should be used, you know what I mean? He's not using the players to their talents, to, to their, you know, the things that they are excellent at, the things that make them great. Like Mac hasn't been using them great. Urban hasn't been using them great. I haven't seen a fucking rush on the quarterback at all. Here's what chaps my ass. I mean, you're telling me right now that if Wade Phillips or Todd Bowles or Rex Ryan was to be our defensive coordinator, that this team wouldn't be leading the league in sacks? Oh, my God, they would be fucking leading the league in sacks. They'd be fucking killing people. Why? Because those guys have such a greater defensive mind. It seems like the fucking defensive plan is so basic. It's just so fucking basic. It's disgusting. Musgraves and his play calling. How fucking garbage. It's fourth and three, third and three. You're not going to even run a fucking, a, a fucking route pass the first down marker. What kind of shit is that? Stupid fucking passes. I think like, like you had addressed last time in the podcast, there's something about playing at home. That just gets to fucking car. Something that he puts too much pressure on himself or gets flustered. I, I don't know what the fuck it is. But he needs to chill the fuck out and just play fucking ball. That's it. He just better just fucking better play ball, man. It's bullshit. You know what I mean? It's just dog shit, man. He needs to fucking just play ball. But anyhow, I mean, we can't fucking control what they do, but it is dog shit, man. Complete dog shit. Kent Norton needs to be good as gone. 
I mean, oh, like, oh, my God. Like, over in Buffalo, Lorenzo Alexander, who played linebacker for us last year, he is literally leading the fucking league in sacks. He's leading the league in sacks. He played with Oakland last year. He didn't play all that fucking great, man. But it's Rex Ryan. Rex Ryan is using him to his skill set. And that's the thing that Ken Norton Jr. is not doing. You know? And then the fucking cornerbacks playing 10, 12 yards off off the fucking receiver. What kind of shit is that? Giving up giving up 8 to 10 yards on every fucking slant pass. That's bullshit, man. Let these dudes go up, play that bump and run coverage that makes the fucking Raiders so great. That Willie Brown, Lester Hayes fucking bump and run coverage, man. Disrupt that timing shit. The West Coast offense is built all off of timing. You throw that fucking timing off, Alex Smith doesn't do shit. Anyway, man, I hope they dress this shit ASAP or else we're going to get eaten the fuck up, man. Ken Norton Jr.'s got to fucking go, brother. You guys stay up. Next week's another week. We'll see what happens. Red Nation, stay up, baby. Now that was an epic rant. I love every freaking thing you said, bro. Especially about the defensive coordinator differences. And I've seen other players that we have let go. Uh, Toomer in San Diego is a hero. He's a super guy. He's making a bunch of plays every game. But we had him here. We let him go. Uh, I, I don't understand it. I know this. Coaching staff better take a good hard look or pack some bags because it's time to make a change. It's not all the players. Uh, we have better players on this defense than last year, and we're playing like crap. Love the call, bro. Love the passion. And our next caller is Raider Carl from South Carolina. I'm sorry you guys got jacked up by that hurricane, man. I hope everything's cool with you and yours, bro. What you got? Hi there, Raider Nation. This is Raider Carl from South Carolina. Well, I watched that game there. We was playing the Kansas City Chiefs. And uh, Sam Fellers has got to know that they got to keep playing the game. You can't stop playing after you score 10 points. The game ain't nearly over. Mm. Well, sir, that's all I got to say about that. Till next time. And this is Raider Carl. By the way, hey, Raider Greg, I like the way you talk. Well, I appreciate that, brother, and thank you for the call. And, yeah, you know, you're right as well. It is a travesty, and it is a joke of a game that we should have at least put up a contest. Uh, we fell flat on our face. And like I say before, it's it's coaching, it's coaching, it's coaching. And uh, we can't change that right now. So we shall see. Appreciate the call. I know you've been through a lot, brother. I appreciate it very much. Well, Raider Nation, that will be it for this episode of the Raider Nation podcast. Listen, um, we have the rest of the season. We have many games to play. I'm just going to sit back and watch it happen. We can see what's going on. We're not stupid. I can see the Raider Nation 
can uh, can make their own decisions on what has to be changed. I can see we're all pretty close on the same page. Let's just hope that we can win the Jaguars. We can beat Tampa Bay. I don't have a lot of faith, but let's hope so. Perhaps, just perhaps, things will change as the season continues to roll. But if the offense and defensive play calling continues to be the same in this week seven of the NFL season, you can look to several more losses and some really stupid losses at that. Um, I was hoping for more. We were all hoping for more and received far less than what we know these players are capable of doing. I don't believe it's the players. I am positive it's the coaching. That's my opinion. I'm throwing it out there for the Raider Nation. So let's get out there and kick the crap out of the little jaggy wars and uh, and let's let's make a statement game for crying out loud, which we haven't done yet this year. Let's slap 30 points on somebody and have them maybe get six or three. Let's put a humongous win together and perhaps I'll feel better. Let's make a, a, a statement by changing our scheme, changing the way we use our players. Let's see some rhythm in our offense and by that rhythm in the defense. Let's have some gap control. Let's keep these guys from setting the edge. Listen, it's not rocket science. It's football. And these coaches have been around long enough. Uh, but I hope that they're not around very much longer if we continue this path. I love this team. I don't want them to move. Whatever happens, happens. Not in my control. I just want the Raider Nation to stay together wherever they may go. Just remember Mark Davis is a huge buffoon. We all would be better off if he sold the team. And, well, on that, I am Raider Greg, and I am out. Oh.